Hey guys, it's Nehemiah Feliciano, back on exploring storytelling, telling, telling. How are you guys doing today? Uh, so today we have another installment in the Storytelling with Pixar series. But before we get to that, I just want to mention a couple things. I recently saw the uh, recent film adaption of the book, The Call of the Wild. Saw it last night, actually. And uh, if you're a fan of that book, you should probably go check out the movie. Uh, there's not many movies playing in theaters right now because it's early February. So if you're bored and you want a movie to go see, uh, Call of the Wild is, is a good one. And um, it changed a couple things from the book. But for the most part, uh, it stayed pretty pretty true to the heart of the book. And, and uh, Harrison Ford... Uh, gave a good performance and and the story was uh, was nice and it, it was a good adaptation so if you're looking for something to see uh, check that out all right now let's get to the episode and with this being another installment in the storytelling with Pixar series uh, with that, I get to talk about one of my favorite Pixar movies, Monsters, Inc. Now, I have a lot of nostalgia for Monsters, Inc. Uh, it's one of the ones that I remember most vividly watching when I was really, really young. Uh, and that and a couple other Pixar movies are the ones I constantly had in my rotation when I was uh, a little kid. So that one, you know, really close to my heart. And I rewatched it a couple of days ago. And when I was watching Monsters, Inc., uh, usually when I try to watch these movies for the podcast, I, I kind of am paying more close attention to certain things than if I was just watching them to enjoy them uh, because I have to talk about certain aspects of storytelling. And I thought to myself, you know, this story is really just fairly straightforward. Um, which isn't a bad thing. Uh, just like Toy Story, it doesn't do much to differ- differentiate itself uh, from other other movies. Beside its uh, having a really interesting concept, which all Pixar movies do. So I feel like the movie so far that we've talked about that's different, uh, like stood out most was Toy Story 2. And because it tried to explore some more, uh, you know, a little bit more complex themes than A Bug's Life, Toy Story, and Monsters, Inc. And, you know, what's so great about Pixar is even when they're doing really simple themes, they do it in a way that's so vibrant and so fresh that it makes the themes feel fresh. And you kind of get that in Monsters, Inc. And I was trying to figure out why is this movie such a standout? Like, it could easily have been middle of the road if it wasn't done properly. So I was thinking to myself while I was watching, why is this movie so good? Why is it such a standout? And then after the first five minutes, uh, I had my answer, which it's definitely, it just clicked for me. It's definitely character chemistry. Now, to be fair, all, or, you know, not all, but most Pixar movies nail character chemistry. Um, But I must say, out of all the Pixar movies, Monsters, Inc. arguably does it best. And as I've stated before in episode four, uh, character, 
A strong supporting cast is everything. Uh, Sully is the main character, but if he didn't have a great supporting cast of characters around him, he wouldn't be as interesting. Characters are defined by their relationships with other characters. And the heart of this film is the relationship between Sully and Boo. And what hooks people, what makes people stay, is the relationship between Sully and Mike. Uh, chemistry is that magic you feel when two characters are together, and you can't get enough of them. They're, uh, when they are together, the story is infinitely more interesting. And when they're apart, the story should have a good reason uh, to justify doing that. Uh, one of my favorite uh, authors, K.M. Wyland, says that uh, chemistry is like a dance between two people perfectly in sync. Uh, chemistry is a reflection of kind of our relationship dynamics in real life and the people we're closest to. Often people think of chemistry uh, as romantic, like romantic chemistry, but chemistry can be present in any relationship. Romantic, familial, friendly, casual, it doesn't matter. Uh, it just depends on the relationship. Uh, chemistry is an important element of storytelling because it entertains and holds the uh, the audience's attention. It develops relationships without having to say much, and uh, it, it it is present in real life. Some people, you know, uh, you know them. They're friend. You're friends with them, and when you see them, you'll wave, say hi, uh, talk to them. Now, some other people. When you see them, well, if it's your family or if it's your friend or whoever it is, they just light up your day. They brighten your day when you when you talk to them. And that's kind of chemistry where you have, even if uh, one person is your friend and another person is your friend, some people just, um, they engage you. You're completely engaged when you're talking to them and, and spending time with them. And, and that that's not... Uh, with everyone, but that is with, uh, it depends on the relationship you have with that person. And so in movies or in books, uh, in any storytelling, really, it's important for there to be chemistry between the leads because it entertains the audience and it uh, it does a lot of the heavy lifting of the character development and uh, the backstory. It could, it could do a lot of heavy lifting for that. So... Uh, it's apparent that Sully and Mike are best friends immediately. From the time you see them on screen, the very first shot, it's immediate that they're best friends. It doesn't have to tell you. It's apparent they've been friends for a long time, and you absolutely buy into their relationship because of the dynamics they have. It's not boring. It's not dull. And you could see there's a lot of affection and respect for uh, each other on both sides. Um, you could tell it's a strong one from the get-go, and that is true chemistry. Now, chemistry, to clarify, doesn't have to be between uh, two main characters, or even two, it doesn't have to be between uh, romantic leads, friends. It could be between uh, a protagonist and an antagonist. It could be with any character, really. Um, one great um, example of chemistry I'll use is the relationship between Rey and Kylo Ren in the Star Wars sequel trilogy, which is a really interesting relationship, and they have great chemistry. So chemistry uh, is important, and it's important to set that up with all your characters, not just uh, the protagonists.
because chemistry is present in this movie, it builds character development and gives backstory without having to work too hard. In the first thing you see in the movie is Sully sleeping and Mike waking him up, like rudely waking him up. Now, let me ask you something. If you weren't best friends with someone, would you wake them up like that? Now, some people might, I don't know, some people who are annoying, but for the most part, I don't think unless you were very comfortable with uh, your in your relationship with a person that you would just wake them up like Mike does with Sully. So it's interesting. It's already an indication that they know each other well. Then, uh, obviously, they work together. They're work pals, so they're with each other all the time. And so you just see the dynamics between them, how they have a nice, friendly relationship, but also, like, they have tough skin, so they can, you know, poke fun at each other. And they're very comfortable with each other, and that only comes from knowing someone for a long time. So... From the get-go, people are invested in this duo. And I also I honestly think that Sully and Mike are one of the best Pixar duos just because of their interactions are so funny and witty. And uh, you always buy into whatever's going on with them. The movie also makes sure Boo and Sully have chemistry, which is really important because their relationship is the heart of the story. The chemistry between them is different, and that's what I kind of like about Monsters, Inc., that it has different sorts of chemistry, like the chemistry between Mike and Sully is more a friendship type of chemistry, and then the chemistry between Boo and Sully is more like a parent with their child, and you buy into all those relationships immediately because of the charisma of the voice actors and just how it's pulled off on screen. Now, the movie could have told you that Mike and Sully were best friends. It could have told you this so much and hammered it home. But if they didn't have chemistry, you wouldn't buy into it. It would feel like a dull, useless relationship that, honestly, you could go without. That the movie doesn't need. And and when you have a relationship... A relationship like this in a film, it's hard to hold the audience's attention because one of the main relationships and key points of the film is that relationship. And if there's no chemistry, you're going to be bored for a, a, a large portion of the film or of the book because those two characters don't have any sort of magic they bring. Like when Sully and Mike are in a room together, you just feel this sort of magic that these characters are destined to be best friends. And so chemistry chemistry is so important because it it just it could say a lot about a character without you having to, the writers having to outright say it. It's show don't tell and it's a very uh, a very very effective way to do that. Everything this film pays off uh, in every way it pays off the relationship between the characters, it's all great. And it wouldn't be such great payoff if there was no chemistry between the characters. And the payoff at the end of the film wouldn't feel earned. The same goes for Sully and Boo's relationship, just as Mike and Sully's relationship. If it wasn't 
there wasn't chemistry there. The payoff at the end of the film wouldn't feel earned or important. So chemistry is an essential piece of relationships between characters, and Monsters, Inc. exploits this in a really great way. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, guys. Once again, I will have another episode releasing next week. And if you want to support this podcast, I'd really appreciate if you left a full written review and rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or uh, wherever else you listen, that it's available for that option for you to leave a written review and rating just so you could help me get more listeners. Also, you could listen to this podcast pretty much everywhere. And if you want to be notified when a new episode is released, just follow or subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and I'll catch you next week.